first podcast in the series I'm doing on happiness and solitude. This is session five, part two, um, calming the inner critic. And I'm honored to have Marie Merritt. She's the owner and founder of Momentum here in Ponte Vedra Beach. It's a personal training center, but it's so much more than that. I came to know Marie um, a few years ago when I was um, in a really dark place, I guess you could say. I had let my inner critic really get to me and I lost like my self-confidence and I was going through the end of like an 11 year marriage. So I had really kind of lost my identity in a sense and I, I don't even know how I found Marie or Momentum. I just kind of stumbled in, kind of like how all good things happen to you, I guess. I was just guided there and she has been so patient and amazing and incredible and has really um, been like my life coach, my wellness coach, my strength coach. It's got me back into running and Marie, would you like to tell us a little bit more about maybe your background or how you starting Momentum? Because I think you have a really interesting background being a female business owner and like in 2005, yeah. when you started? Ponte Vedra was a very different place at that point. <laughs> um, a lot of people used it after they retired and there were professional athletes primarily golfers. So whenever I started, I knew that I wanted to help people get healthy. I mm-hmm. knew that I wanted to create a space that provided ultimate just wellness that was in a well-rounded, complete space. Mm-hmm. And I was young enough, possibly dumb enough, you know, they talk about that that whole young and dumb thing, but I believed that I could make such a difference in people's lives. Mm-hmm. And I definitely had my fair share of struggles because not every client that I started with was an ideal client. They weren't the people that I really wanted to work with. They weren't the people that I deeply connected with. And throughout the years, there were like hints of the people that I wanted to connect with. So my journey has been really special in the space that I come from an athletic background, being a soccer player, um, having this willpower and this belief that I can overcome any obstacle that's placed in front of me. And I think a lot of that comes from very early on in my life. I had to, I had to believe myself through situations. Explain that a little bit. I mean, when you're in that place, it's so hard to even think positively or like, you're just like, how do I get through the day? So how do you get to the place like you're talking about where you're telling yourself, I just have to get through this. How do you get to that point? When it when it started for me, being so young, yeah, um, there was there was a ton of trauma. There was a ton of chaos around me, and my only option for survival was to create this daily daily pattern, or even multiple times a day, where I would coach myself through believing that I was never going to get out of the situation that I was in, into telling myself that I was going to be able to create a future for myself. So I gave myself something to look forward to. I gave myself hope in a situation that really, if I look at it now, it was kind of a hopeless situation, but I had to hold on to something because for me it meant that either I was going to make it through or I wasn't. 
Mm-hmm. So there was there was no gray area. There was no middle ground. And through the process, I started really ultimately just believing so much in myself that it was almost like a superhero complex. I created the superhero to get me through life and, and then into my adulthood. And there was a point whenever I recognized that I didn't need that anymore because I had isolated myself so much from building a, a community or letting people into me. So I did so much on my own that whenever I coach people, I have to take into consideration that we do need people. We're, we're communal. We need other people in our world to support us. And if I can show up and support other people, I need to learn how to let people in to support me as well. And so while I'm helping people grow for themselves or be strong for themselves, I'm also learning how to grow in the opposite direction where I can be stronger because I allow another person in to care for me. And most of this is recent. Mm -hmm. This is something that I've really tapped into over the last few years whenever I would reach out softly to a friend or to my therapist, right? Because she's been a huge help in in letting me know that I need to have a little bit more compassion for myself. Mm -hmm. And through those teachings and those learnings, I was able to turn around and apply that to the people that I worked with. Well, I know I've really felt the difference. I needed someone to help me. I mean, it's one thing to be by yourself and to like tell yourself, yes, I need to focus my mind on these things, but to have you there to kind of push me and motivate me and help me set goals you know that was really something positive like you were saying things to look forward to Mm -hmm. there has to be acknowledgement of something that you're trying to do something that you're working toward and even if that thing that you're working toward is just becoming closer with yourself yeah and to be able to reclaim your power because so frequently and especially as women we're taught that we're responsible for creating a world of happiness for other people and in my mind that's not okay that's not acceptable because that tells us that we are inherently less important than this other person in our lives and so whenever women go through changes or go through some sort of trauma or separation or some sort of life-altering change we don't know how to connect with ourselves because we're so used to making sure that everybody else is cared for and one of the things that I want so badly is to help women stand in their own power so that they can reclaim it and then actually be able to identify what they want, what they need. Because what we want and what we need are very valid. And it's okay to not be complacent and to not be satisfied with where we are because sometimes it's not enough. Yeah. A lot of times it's not. And we're not, we're not taught to celebrate that we should continue to aim for something bigger and better. We're taught that oh, you should be happy. I mean, you've got a good life. You've got a good this. You've got a good marriage. You've got a good job. You've got a nice car. Whatever those things are, and we're taught that we're just supposed to sit there and accept it and be okay with it. Yeah, and I think, too, especially for me, you're used to deferring so that you make sure that someone else is happy, right. and that's your whole existence. Well, you lose yourself in that, and you're you're okay with that during that But then once that's gone, then you have to really be aware, like you're saying, well, who am I really? And what do do I want? What do I want? How do I value myself when everyone else is removed and I don't have that feedback from other people that is contingent on who I am in their eyes, right? One of the things you really helped me with was to see my value and my strength and through the confidence I gained in 
getting physically stronger but also mentally mm. stronger that yes I can do these things myself I can see my own value I don't need to see that in someone else or have someone else telling me my value because once they're gone and if you don't have that awareness of yourself and who you are then when they're gone then you just fall apart and you don't know who you're, you're just like well what am I doing here the best part about using fitness mm -hmm. as a tool to help women reclaim who they are is it strips away all of the things that we think we should be and it brings us back to this foundation of we're doing the work for ourselves we're able to accomplish things that maybe at some point somebody told us we weren't supposed to do or we weren't capable of doing yeah. or the thing that we neglected the most which is ourselves and typically we neglect ourselves physically first yeah right there's this abandonment in if you're not taking yourself care of yourself physically then you start abandoning yourself mentally and emotionally and then before you know it like you said you're you're lost and so what i love doing is helping women find that physical strength because it also helps them find the, that intestinal fortitude to push through those hard situations yeah. and to realize that we are inherently stronger than we can possibly imagine. We have, we have this power that is so untapped into because we've been taught to quiet it, to calm it, to keep it packaged in this nice pretty little thing that fits into the box that somebody else has made for us. Yeah. And I want women to take up more space. I want there to be more volume occupied by women in their physical form and in their power form, like that, that energy form, being able to go out and say, hey, this is what I want, this is what I'm going to do, and I'm going to accomplish it. And fitness is just one of the tools, but it's such, it's such a pure, raw tool because it really strips people down and it makes them look at themselves and it, it shows them physical weaknesses, which can point out like mental, emotional weaknesses, right? Mm -hmm. And then it really gets us into this place of saying, yeah, you know, like this is what I want, something that's focused on what we want, not just what we think somebody else wants us to be. Yeah, at least for me too, I think putting that value in yourself to make the time to put it into your physical body is showing yourself that you value yourself mm -hmm. and showing other people that that you have value for yourself too because you're taking that time and making boundaries and space for yourself. So that's that's the key word. Yeah. That boundary. Boundaries. Because so, it's so, it's so hard. So it's so hard. Frequently <laughs> we say, you know what, I'm going to set a boundary, I'm going to make yeah. myself a priority, but what does that look like? It, right? Then people think you're, people like, oh, you're selfish. Fuck you're that. Gonna... That is ridiculous. <laughs> people be like, like, oh, why aren't you at home taking care of the baby? Why, why right. are you out? you know, running a few miles tonight, right, why aren't well, you making dinner? <laughs> and, and at what point do you do you only have yourself to care for? Mm -hmm. Because it's those those other things way. can start to go away. Yeah. And then women get to the to the point where, where they're empty nesters or they get a divorce and they look at themselves in the mirror and they don't recognize who they are. Yeah. And I think that through life we change and we may not recognize exactly who we're going to be. We may not see that person yet. Yeah. But setting that boundary and saying this is my time, 100% my time. Mm -hmm. Right? Like this this is what I want. 
this is the time that I'm saying that nobody else can touch me, nobody else can have access to me during this time, and I'm giving this to me. Yeah. And it's that it's that feeding of your body, it's that feeding of your mind, it's that feeding of your soul. And even if it's taking a walk for 20 minutes every day where you don't take your phone with you and you don't let the outside world have access to you and it's strictly just yours, it's only yours, there's yeah. something precious to that. It's sacred right and we are taught that we're not allowed to have sacred things because if we have something that whole like what's yours is mine mm -hmm. thing applies to everybody except for men <laughs> well i think i think too if you don't take the time for yourself you don't have the space to be still and calm and to really reflect correct and do the hard work that it takes to get through those issues that are blocking you from really knowing who you are and what you want. Right. And, and I find doing different physical activities or walking or, you know, weights or whatever, when someone else is directing me and I, if I don't have to think about what I'm doing, then I'm really able to just let my thoughts go mm -hmm. and really just be who I am, you know? That, that's... An amazing thing I mean even me I like to be physically trained because mm -hmm. sometimes I just want to do the work I want to be able yeah. to check out of the world I want to be able to check into myself and I don't want to have to think about it I just want to do the work because the yeah. work sometimes just feels good and the work can be anything right like my therapist guides me through my mental emotional work mm -hmm. I have spiritual people in my life that I turn to whenever I may have some sort of internal dilemma that isn't necessarily a mental or emotional thing. Yeah. I mean, like from a spiritual guide place, right? Yeah. And all of us have, you know, one or two people or a place, I know a big place for me that, that we both share is the ocean, yeah. right? Like Definitely. there's something about being able to be next to something or a part of something that is so much greater than we are, that has so much more power than we have, or even being out in nature and understanding that there are so many things going on that we can't even wrap our heads around, right? Like we can't comprehend yeah. it. And being able to tap into that is a gift that we give ourselves and it charges us back up and it gives mm -hmm. us some clarity or that stillness so that we can be introspective and, and we can look and we can think and we can breathe and we can let go of things and whatever it is that we need from a soul level no, that's a really good point because, yeah, it's not just physical, it's not just mental, but there's that soul element too. Mm -hmm. It's something that helps guide you and that you can rely on mm -hmm. in those times when you really need something to support you if you don't have anyone around. So that goes back to like that awareness when you're in solitude. It's not, it's not that you need or have to be by yourself for these things to occur. Sometimes I'm around lots of different people and something will just come if I'm being still. I think it's the hardest is when you're not expecting to be by yourself and right. and all of a sudden you find yourself alone but then how do you deal with that and it's how do you get through this because you're not expecting it and then you're just left there with yourself and that's when you can pull on these resources that you've put in place to kind of get you through that. And so Marie and I were kind of talking before this a little bit about mantras or things that we kind of say to ourselves when we're in um, like difficult situations like that, that kind of get us through. And um, Marie, do you want to share it? 
One of my big ones is to make sure that from a, a central part of my being that I'm living with intention. That's my thoughts, my words, my actions, that everything that I do has some sort of purpose, whether it's nourishing myself, whether it's nourishing another person, right? Yeah. Um, being able to live with this, this heavy intention or uh, taking a moment and saying, I know exactly why I'm here and what I'm doing for whatever the reason, right? There has to be some sort of intention behind it because if we don't have intention, that's how life kind of takes us on a ride. And I don't particularly yeah. like going for rides that I'm not expecting, but I, I, I do I do realize like there are parts of life that we can't control, but what we can control is what we do for ourselves and how we react in situations. And whenever we have a feeling come up, how we honor ourselves in those feelings. And so that live with intention it really has all of it and then understanding that that your source of power doesn't come from places outside you it, it comes from this little voice that's sometimes very very faint inside you and sometimes it's yelling and blaring but it comes from inside you about the things that we need or those moments when somebody crosses a boundary and being able to recognize that is just a it's the, the first step and then what you want to do with it I would say, you know, we, we move from there. Yeah, and I think that's so powerful because, um, you know, when you find your, yourself in those situations where things are out of control, or you're feeling overwhelmed, or, you know, you don't feel like you know where you're going or have control over something, then instead of having those negative... Your inner critic. <laughs> yeah, your inner critic, but, you know, like the thoughts that will come in that are so jarring and negative that can really consume you and overtake you then if you have an intention already in place then that's not going to happen I mean that's it's going to be harder for that to happen right so we we, we all go through challenges right yeah. we all have things happen to us that don't feel good that make us doubt who we are we have relationships that can really make us feel like we're breaking. But what happens in those moments whenever we're breaking is that's our internal alarm system going off, letting us know that we're abandoning some part of us or we're letting somebody cross a boundary that we've set and being able to stand firmly in your place and saying, no, right? Like this, this doesn't work for me. This does not bring me joy. I'm not going to participate in this behavior. And then being okay with it, because ultimately what happens is if we ignore that voice or we ignore those alarm systems that are going off, the next time it comes up, it's going to be harder. It's going to be bigger. It's going to be louder. Yeah. And creating an intention around making sure that you are standing in your own joy and your own happiness and the creation of what you want in this life, it's, it's really, I would say that's kind of like the ultimate the ultimate mantra like am i creating my own joy am yeah. i participating in my joy am i participating in the creation of things that that make me happy and yeah i you know we get sad or we get angry or we get hurt well, we're gonna have but a, that's yeah, that's normal emotions right we're gonna have reactions and emotions but if you're focused on these intentions and mm -hmm. you already have these other positive things in your mind then it's gonna be less likely to really control you we talk about you, react. you 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 brought up that that inner critic and mm -hmm. what i hear from people all the time is, it's what they should do and typically yeah. what they think they should do is something that somebody else has told them that they need to do and it, for them yeah. right and 
on on my mind this this thing somebody said it to me once years ago and they told me that they have a saying in their house whenever somebody else is telling them what they should do mm-hmm. don't should on me <laughs> right we should on ourselves all the time and from from that perspective like that stuck with me so hard yeah. because we're full of these things that we were taught we we were supposed to do or we should do and in this situation we don't we don't necessarily reflect on what we feel is right right like our moral compass gets muddied up by others other people shoulding no and, yeah, and it's expectations, right. and then they become your own expectations. Right. And then we find ourselves talking to ourselves in these voices yeah. about this thing that makes this other person comfortable or happy or uncomfortable, and we continue to allow ourselves to sit in the suffering of the, of our own creation, really. Yeah. We suffer because we're creating more suffering because we're trying to please another person. Mm-hmm. She's never going to make us happy. Never. Or find fulfillment or contentment or help us move on to something that will bring us that. Right. And ultimately, I think we all need to move on to ourselves. Right. And if you're looking at it from a relationship perspective, being, being in this, as selfish as it sounds, and I love, love that (laughs) word, because people like to tell other people how selfish they're being because they're not doing something to fill them up, right? Yeah. So, no, it's so you true. know, it's like you're being selfish because you're making yourself happy and I wanted this <laughs> from you or I think I needed this from you because I'm not willing to give it to myself and you know that cup just keeps getting bigger and bigger yeah. and bigger yeah. and it's fill up my cup over and over and over again and for me that's so <laughs> that's probably a good place. I have some qu- I I want to end each podcast with a few questions. Fine. Yes. <laughs> Angie. <laughs> uh, what or who is your go-to person or place or thing when you need support? This is a lesson I'm learning. I'm learning how to go to people. Okay. So for me right now, I have a very few close friends. You're one of them. We've had we've had moments. Uh, <laughs> recently, I've gone through some things, and Angie has very kindly held a space for me to oh, have have too. my my tantrums. No, and then my my girlfriend, right now, and this is something I've never I've never actually allowed myself to. Well, whether it's allowed myself or I've never been in a place where I've been in a healthy relationship, and Anna has very, very much just surprised me and in this practice of kind of allowing her to show up for me it's been I've I'm experiencing a ton of growth right now so she's definitely a go-to person I want to call her whenever I'm going through something exciting uh and if I if I need to lean into her I know that I can I know that I know that she's capable of showing up for me when it, I haven't historically let anybody show up for me yeah so yeah you know it's kind of a big deal (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's huge so what would you say this is kind of a big question but you can I don't know apply it how you want um what's the best advice you think you've received Mm. in business there have been a couple of different times where 
I started paying attention to what other places were doing, not from like a competition sense, just curious about what's going on in the industry. And sometimes there's that FOMO thing, or you feel like you want to try to keep up or compete. And ultimately being able to be reminded that I'm my competition. And that goes back to being coached however many years ago. Like I've had different coaches along the way who they remind you that you're here to beat yourself. You're here to do and be better constantly and consistently. And so I've been able to take that do and be better and apply it to multiple areas or all of the areas of my life and making sure that whenever I look in the mirror at the end of the day, I can say that I did my best and I'm happy with the person that I'm, that that's looking back at me. And that advice has been amazing. And then the other advice that was recently given to me by a very close friend, uh, she asked me why I would ever turn down an opportunity to experience love and I think that love comes in so many forms but that really really stuck with me because love isn't always neat and tidy sometimes it's extremely messy and turning down an opportunity to be in love or to be loved it's just something that at this point, and especially since she mentioned it, it's, it was kind of like a light bulb, a light bulb went off and I said, okay, you know, like I'm, I'm going to let it in. I'm going to choose, I'm going to choose to embrace all of it. Yeah. So. I love that. Um, What would you like people to know about you? Mm. Oh, that's, (laughs) (laughs) well, um, that's kind of a hard question. What would I like people to know about me? that I, as tough as I have seemed throughout my life, definitely kind of not so tough on the inside, but I would never let people know it, (laughs) ever, because I'm a bad bitch. Um, (laughs) Oh, I want to know something. Yeah. How much, what's the most you've ever lifted? That depends on the lift. What does that mean? There's different there's different weights for different lifts, right? No, but like, there's got to be like the top number, right? Like a max. Yeah, I mean, I can I lift a lot, or used to I did I lifted well, a lot. Well, you were just talking about being strong, so. Yes, very physically capable. Um, <laughs> you know, I was just curious. It depends on it depends on the exercise. You know, there's like leg press, the pit shark. There's squats there's deadlifts I mean hundreds of pounds we'll just put that out okay. there sorry it's okay <laughs> I got this what else would you like to know <laughs> I'm working on some really exciting stuff business-wise yeah and personally but business-wise definitely yes. I, I I'm excited for this next phase of my career I've had the studio for over 16 years and I've been in it just in there training people and I want to start working with people particularly women who are going through life changes like the life changes that we feel like are going to break us sometimes yeah and if I can hold a space for women to really harness their power then I believe that I'm I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing at this at this stage of my life no you're gonna do so great at that thank you yeah I don't know where I would be if you hadn't done that for me I mean it would 
maybe I would have gotten to this place would have taken a lot longer and I don't know what form I would be in anymore. <laughs> I can be kind of rude sometimes. I, sometimes it's necessary. <laughs> <laughs> mean. What is it? Tough love. Yeah. Tough. Tough love. It goes back to that inner critic, you know, just getting past that and mm-hmm. having confidence in someone to help you get there. But anyways, okay. I'm not talking about me. But yeah, I'm so excited for all that Maria is going to be doing and maybe you'll come back and be a guest again to talk yes. about it when when it's ready it's cooking every, right now I'm when cooking things. it is the right time yeah okay thank you for having me podcast debut <laughs> I'm, I'm podcast so honored uno. <laughs> I like but I think it's I really like this question because I always kind of am curious how other people do this and I kind of think about how I do this too. Like, how do you start your day? I think that's such an important thing to really be um, conscious of. In a way, start of. my day. Yeah. In my bed. No, like I know. Right? <laughs> like when you first wake up, like what are the first things that you do? I say okay. Okay to what? The day that you're here another day. It's just okay. Let's do this. It's, 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 it's literally <laughs> an okay. It is embracing whatever challenges are going to come up. It's, it's kind of like that mental check-in of you take that deep breath, you say okay. And then as I'm moving through the morning, there's that trying to make sure that I have created enough space for me to nourish myself, not just not just feed myself fuel. I, I do like food, but nourish myself, <laughs> you know, mentally, physically, spiritually. And how do you end your day? In gratitude. Really, I like to reflect. It's not just the things that I'm thankful for as far as like good, happy, positive things, but I'm also thankful for challenges. I'm thankful for lessons. I'm thankful for the people who speak to me or who have you know kind of let me hear their voice throughout the day and whenever I take that pause and it's kind of like this inventory thing that happens and if I have received some level of inspiration throughout the day or whatever it may be there there's a level of gratitude because being able to sit in that type of gratitude keeps us from feeling sorry for ourselves in a very real way because whenever people sit there and they're like oh this happened to me again that's giving your power to something else Mm -hmm. and so even if something happens to me I have to look at it and I have to see it as an opportunity for me to grow because we grow out of painful places growth is not easy it's not comfortable and if I can sit in gratitude for the things that make me the most uncomfortable and life doesn't have to be painful Meaning, like, I'm not going to go out and I'm not going to seek some sort of pain or some sort of lesson. But mm-hmm. if it happens and I can look at it and I can be thankful for the opportunity to grow out of that place, then that gives me a totally different perspective. Yeah. Yeah, and then anything that you're faced with just becomes a tool or something. Correct. That helps you get stronger. Right. And right. get to where you want to be. Well, Marie, I am so grateful to have you here tonight. Thank you, Angie. So thank you for joining me, and thank you all for joining on the first podcast. And I'll see you next time.